Welcome everyone to this new episode from Access Tomorrow. I'm sitting here in Amsterdam, actually in the old stock exchange of Amsterdam, Burs van Berlage, they tell me it's pronounced. And since then, things have changed. Things have changed tremendously in the financial services industry. Not only digital innovations are reshaping uh, the way banks are operating, but also consumers now have much more choices. They can go to traditional banks, to neobanks, to fintechs that are bringing to them super innovative apps that help them manage their finances. So I'm very excited today to be joined by a true player in this new world of digital banking. And I'm joined by Misha Rogalski. Misha is the co-founder of Monobank, the first mobile-only bank from Ukraine. And since then, um, Monobank has done some tremendous things uh, to change, actually, the landscape of the financial services industry. So, Misha, welcome. Thank you. Thank <laughs> it's you. great Glad to have to you here. with us today. Glad to be here. So, let me start with the first question. Uh, I think, um, so, uh, many of our audience today is wondering, how uh, did Monobank manage to become the first mobile-only bank in Ukraine, achieve such a remarkable growth? I mean, I think today you have more than 6 million. More than 7 million. 7 million yeah. customers um, that are on Monobank today. So tell us a little bit more. What, what is it that you have done from a customer value proposition to achieve such a success? I would say that uh, our success uh, has a couple of pillars. So one is, is of course, technical innovation and just a technical, technical excellence. We do take pride in what our team are capable of, and uh, we, uh, we pride ourselves in having everything inside. So compared to a lot of other startups, we have a very deep competence in banking IT. So the whole vertical from, from processing to CRM system, billing system, everything up to the app is built in-house and that allows us to do innovation in a different level. But this is just a, one thing and it's, this is actually easiest part. Uh, it's not easy, but it, it can be replicated. The thing that is harder to replicate is we had an epiphany. We all were seasonal bank, bankers when we started that and we had to live with this feeling that Banks is something where people go when they need to. No one go to the bank branch because they want. No one is excited in the morning. They have to go to the bank branch. Almost like a dentist, right? So you have like no one is happy when they need to go to the dentist. So we thought, can we do? Can we change it? Can we do something different? Can we create a bank that people actually would love? So a lot of things that we do while we considering to launch a product or to I don't know enhance some feature in the, in the app. We think whether it would be fun, whether people will love it. And that's uh, led to some very odd things that we do uh, with our app. For instance, we have a mascot that lives in the app. It's a cat. Uh, it has a name, QR cat. And at the beginning, it was just a small, funny feature, you know, just to, to light things up on the success screen in the, when you do the payment. But uh, which time people stop, start to express their, I don't know, uh, love and, and gratitude towards this, this cat uh, because they finally had something to, to relate to and, and uh, something to laugh about the bank. So they posted them on social media and, and they, they, we, we created the stickers to put on their laptop so every new cool kids had the laptop with, uh, with uh, our cat stickers and, and then it started getting more and more and now it's like a lot of places we have games with this cat inside the app. So 
There is no business logic in that. We just did it for fun. That's amazing. So you talked about technology, but also the emotional yeah. connection that you want to bring to your customers, to your brand. Clearly, what I'm hearing is that you prioritize the consumer experience. Uh, you provide superior, convenient, user-friendly uh, experience that people relate to. Are there specific innovations that you can share with us uh, that, are, that were key for you to attract and retain uh, your customers? Look, I, I would say that, as I said, technically, it's not that we've done something that no one have done before. Uh, we just done it in a different way. So, for instance, customer support. Everyone has customer support, right? What we did is we said, we don't want to have customer support via in-app chat, or we don't want people to call because it's usually harder to, uh, uh, Hard to do good service on the line. Uh, but then we realized, okay, it's, it's 2017, everyone's texting. We want to do customer support in the same apps that people use when they talk to friends. So we do customer support with WhatsApp, Telegram, Viber, uh, iMessage, so any messenger platform they use. And then we, what we also said is that we don't want to do any automation there. This is also something that is a bit against the, the current, right? So we said no automation, uh, no bots, a real person wow. answering you within a minute when you text it, the same way that friend would answer you. And then, and, and what started happening, at the beginning, we said, okay, yes, it would be expensive. We want to have the best people there. So we even, when we were hiring, we were paying like 20, 30% more than the market uh, salary for customer support representative because we wanted to get the best uh, people uh, possible. And then uh, they start we, we, we gave them authority. We gave them authority to do things that usually you have to go to supervisors to do, mm -hmm. to reimburse commission, to, to give a gift. And that still the best decision wow. in the in, in company. We, it is our biggest marketing uh, tool. We haven't, almost we haven't spent anything on, on advertising. We consider our customer support is our advertising expense. And I'll give you a couple of fun stories. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, through the years, we had those viral moments where our customer support, for some reason, became viral. One of that is young guys, I don't know, a student, texted customer support, hey, uh, I'm running a bit out of money, can you lend me two grivnas? Which is like nothing, uh, just for fun. And the guy on that line, our customer support, said, well, why not? And sent him two grivnas from his own uh, account, just sent two grivnas. Uh, the, the customer on the other line made a print screen, put it on TikTok, it became viral. Uh, all of a sudden, 30,000 customers asking for to grievness <laughs> in, in our customer. We said, like, give, give everyone, give everyone to grievness. We'll reimburse you later. Just give everyone. <laughs> and, but we, ha we didn't have to reimburse anyone because what customers did, customers, all those 30,000, when they were receiving two grievances, there is an option to reply with a payment in, in our app. So we replied with more money. And basically, they, 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 they got more than they gave. Uh, this is one. Another one is uh, when um, also like high school kids were asking to help with the homework. And it became viral, so we had a lot of things in TikTok. Like, and, uh, and those things, apart from uh, just uh, hundreds of examples of when customer support agents went beyond what they uh, had to do, 
and uh, uh, oh, I remember it's in another funny story. Uh, not viral one, but just just funny. So we have this option in the app where you can change how customer support engines will, will address you. Uh, so and people were playing a lot of, uh, around it. So the when the Game of Thrones were popular, people changed their name to Khaleesi, all all this sort of stuff. And one girl changed her name to Honey. She forgot about it. She went to Bali, and ATM ate her uh, credit card. So she texted uh, the customer support, oh, ATM ate my credit card. And the guy, realizing she's, from, she's now at Bali, said, and she changed her name to Honey, said, Honey, uh, I already ordered you a new card, so now I just added some money to your debit card. Go have a cocktail on me. <laughs> and, and, like, and she's like, come on. She posted, come on, can I, how, can I can go to any other bank. I don't care what they do. Like, I, I'm here for, for life. That's amazing. Yeah. That's, a good, that's a great story. I mean, you've innovated customer support, but actually... Actually going back. Yes, going back <laughs> yes. To, the, to the good old uh, customer support. And I think you said something that is very important. You empowered yes. your frontline team to actually make decisions uh, without having to go back to, like you said, yeah. to a supervisor. And you can immediately respond to a customer need. That's, that's really great. I, I know that I want to look a little bit at the future. Um, so you're expanding. Right? Can you tell us a little bit more about this, your, your plans? We want to expand. And we had a couple of uh, uh, experiences, some of them good, some of them not good, but like, we, learned it. we learned from them. Uh, so now we, we want to go westward, starting from Poland. Uh, there are a couple of million Ukrainians living in Poland. And what we realized, and I know, me being an immigrant uh, myself, that it's really hard to get used to other country financial system. You are excluded some on some parts. So for instance, when I moved to, to UK five years ago, it took me a couple of years to get my credit history at some basic level to get mobile contract with roaming, right? I mean, I'm living in London, renting an apartment in the center. I go to the mobile operator and say, I need a contract. Uh, I said, okay, but you'll be limited for six months, you won't be able to use it abroad. I'm like, why? <laughs> it's like 22 quids, can I pay like a year in advance and just give me this? No, no, you can't, you don't have credit rating. And it's just like something that people, local people are not realizing. And, uh, and if you have language barrier, it's even harder. So our idea is to bring this, this uh, customer experience that user are, uh, accustomed to have and uh, the brand that they love in, in their home market to the new place and also create this bridge. Uh, you still have a lot of economic activities in, back home. Is they have to pay for you know, utilities in their apartment or they have to support parents, what's not. Uh, and uh, that's, that's uh, the big idea behind it. I hope that we will be able to launch soon. So maybe when uh, this will out, we'll already be, uh, be live. So what's the name of your Stereo. Name? Stereo. The name is Stereo. You know, like uh, that we uh, Monobank, second bank, Stereo Bank. Then if we have third bank, we'll have Dolby Digital Bank. Yes. I don't know. Oh, that's we, are, we are very like focused on this <laughs> audio naming. That's amazing. I mean, we're looking forward to hearing more about Stereo in, in Poland. Um, Talking, staying in the future a little bit, uh, and, and given your experience, what is your vision for the future of banking? What do you think are the trends that are going to evolve that uh, 
banking landscape? I think uh, for now, still a lot of traditional banks have the moat and because either regulation or just tradition, still uh, in a lot of countries, banks that uh, even don't have a decent mobile app can have uh, millions of customers. I think that will start dying. It's already like the trend is, it's not future, it's already in the past, but uh, not everyone still realized that. Uh, then there is thing that you have uh, product innovations and we don't know what will come next, mm -hmm. right? So the BNPL kind of substitute credit cards in, in Europe. My view is because of the interchange regulation, how it changed the dynamic and economics of the, the whole ecosystem. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of talks in, uh, in embedded finance and how like finance will go where customers are. I feel that whenever it, however it will develop, uh, still banking and finance will be more and more uh, similar to FMCG. So if you have strong brand, it kind of doesn't matter what's in fashion right now. You can have it, like, or you, you can service customers with that. You have to be sharp, you have to be alert, you have not to miss the, the, the right thing, but you have to have this relationship. You have to, you have to be uh, like with, uh, like with uh, and close, you have to be cool. People want, need to want to, to, to bank with you, not because they need to. What, what would be your advice for um, new fintechs or to, to, to be able to adapt and stay relevant in this evolving landscape? I, I would say that uh, and I, it's not, there is no silver bullet. It's all about the culture. Uh, it's all about how, whether you care about your customers, whether you're able to, uh, uh, to build a report with them. I also would say that in my experience, uh, the best product that you can create is the one that you want yourself. This is amazing. So today discussions with Misha has really shed a lot of insights in terms of the, not only the transformative power of digital innovations, but also the importance of customer centricity, uh, and but also of being able to adapt to an evolving landscape. I think the lesson uh, is clear in terms of what traditional banks need to do to actually proactively adapt and meet the customers where they are and respond to the real challenges that they have, wherever they are. Misha, I really want to thank you for giving us this time. Uh, this has been a great, great conversation. And I want to thank our audience uh, for tuning in. Uh, please stay tuned on our channel. Uh, because we're bringing uh, more and more episodes like this one uh, to shed more lights in, in the world of payments and banking. Thank you very much. <laughs>